Dan is one of the most chilled person I've ever met. It's like he has an aura around him of peace. Like honestly, when you meet with him, he really makes you peaceful too, just by his very presence. So I wanted to know, what are you on, mate? And the answer is Shigong. So if you're interested in it, listen to this podcast. He's been a Wim Hof instructor. He's done a lot of breath work. So he has really valuable insights. He's a personal trainer too. So on um, training your body, moving your body and breath work. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to the 43rd episode of Dreamers and Doers, where I interview people who follow their passion and use it to make the world better. And I think that's you, Dan. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's uh, my pleasure. And so I met you, Dan, uh, at Awake, which was a conscious party, a conscious festival, and you were giving a Qigong class there. And I thought that was a very peaceful technique. I thought you were also having that vibe that was really, really peaceful. I was, I was like, what is this guy doing? So that's Qigong. Yeah, yeah. And that's why uh, you came also to uh, events to give a class and that was amazing again. So I really wanted to do this interview with you. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. And we start as usual with a little bit of a story because um, so, yeah, I guess did you grew up here in Sydney. Uh, yeah, so uh, I've been in uh, Sydney my whole life, uh, okay. so I live out in the hills. Yeah. Um, I've traveled a little bit, but mm. only just, you know, for a couple of week holidays, so mainly here. Yeah, so I'll be curious to know how a Sydney kid like you became, like, got into Qigong yeah, and yeah. became an instructor now. Um, well, growing up, my passion was always for uh, improving the body. Yeah. I, I wanted to be stronger, be faster, run faster, jump higher. And it led me to becoming a personal trainer. So okay. I wanted to use exercise and everything that I could research about, you know, the mind and the body uh, and how to really unlock this uh, human potential. Yeah. I, I always had this deep feeling that there's, there's more than just this, what we experience every day or what mm -hmm. the modern person experiences every day. Uh, so I became a personal trainer and then um, uh, in my course I wanted to expand my studies uh, with anatomy and I became a remedial massage therapist as well and I pursued those two professions. Mm -hmm. um, growing up I did gymnastics and I found okay. I played many many sports almost every mm -hmm. sport and I found gymnastics to be in my opinion the one sport that really encompassed all areas so it was a really good foundation strength agility flexibility um, and skill acquisition. So okay. I really enjoyed doing gymnastics. I did that for about five years. Um, I started quite late. Uh, I started when I was 15 mm -hmm. uh, till 21. Um, but in that time, I managed to um, qualify into the competitive stream. I okay. trained myself for about a year, and the coach, the head coach, saw me training. It was like, you know what, you you can um, you can give it a go. Um, and so the best I did in um, men's artistic gymnastics was fifth in the state. Uh, which is pretty good, uh, considering I started so late. Yeah. Uh, and then when our coach left, he left at the same time I started uni. And when I started uni, I was doing PT as a part-time job. Okay. And one of the um, the prac coaches in my PT course was a powerlifter. And in my last year of gymnastics, it was pretty much my peak. And all of the practical components in my course, I was blitzing, I was acing. And he was like, 
you're very strong, like, what do you do? And I told him I did gymnastics. And he advised, or he encouraged me, he said, you should do powerlifting, you know, you do okay. really well. And so, I finished gymnastics uh, when my coach left, starting uni at the same time. Uh, and because I was working in the gym all the time, I had access to, you know, a bench, a squat, a squat rack, and a, a barbell, so I began powerlifting. And I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I was naturally good at it because I had developed such mm-hmm. uh, amount of strength from from gymnastics. And I did really well in powerlifting. I ended okay. up uh, placing first in the world championships as a junior Whoa. held in Sydney in 2014. Um, and then after that, that was when I kind of changed everything and I started to pursue different elements. So uh, I took a break from training. Uh, okay. I Why? Kinda, Why did you stop? Because I, 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 I won. So at the, okay, there was nothing. At, I didn't know what to do with okay. myself. I, I honestly, I remember, I remember that moment where mm. I just, I didn't know what to do, and I was just like, I, I just was lost. I, yeah. I like, had, was it hard mentally too? Because um, sometimes we yeah, talk yeah. about, you know, when you achieve something, yeah. just after you feel a little bit empty. It, it honestly, it it was a it was a moment of emptiness. It was a moment of just complete. I didn't expect to win, and when it okay. happened, I honestly didn't know what to do with myself. I had achieved okay. my goals, but I hadn't set any further goals after okay. that. And um, so all I really did was just celebrate my win, and um, I kind of started partying and things like that. Mm. Um, and in that environment, I started to go to um, festivals. Um, yeah. And in the festival scene, there were people doing fire dancing, people teaching yeah. yoga. Um, and doing all these type of workshops, aerials, and things I hadn't seen before. And that exposure inspired me to want to pursue that. And amongst all that was where I found Qigong. So okay. I, I started reading a book on it, and that's where the passion started to grow from there. Mm. And from that, I began practicing my own every day for, mm-hmm. for a whole year. Um, and then I started to show a few friends, and they... Uh, one of my good friends, James, he recommended I teach in a group that he was uh, orchestrating at the time. Uh, and I began teaching Qigong. And then after that, I started to realize that because I've been a PT and massage therapist for so mm-hmm. long, many people present themselves with the same issues, you know, tight lower back, weak glutes, weak core. Mm-hmm. And so the traditional style of Qigong was effective but it could be more effective in, okay. in order to really specify and address the issues that modern person presents. So I refined the class system I began teaching uh, and I developed my own style. Okay. And that has been the most successful I've had um, teaching since you know, I began um, many years ago. And so what, so you've done a lot of You've done also different breastwork techniques. Did you do yeah, a bit yeah. of Wim Hof? Yeah, yeah. So uh, in, in my journey, yeah, yeah. I um, I traveled to, so I did the Wim Hof method. I bought the online uh, 10-week program. Okay. Uh, and that was really, really fun doing cold showers. I bought it in okay. winter. So I was like, oh, perfect timing. Uh, and right at the end of my 10 weeks, there was actually an opportunity to go to Poland uh, yes. for a winter experience yeah. to train with Wim Hof and his instructors in a, in a group setting. And... I, as, as Johannes did, I interviewed yeah, him yeah, yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was exactly um, the right timing, perfect opportunity for me. And I decided to to seize the opportunity and I went yeah. to Poland. Um, and yeah, I did the Wim Hof breathing technique. I did all the cold exposure. Okay. Uh, I learned from uh, from Wim himself, asked him questions uh, from the instructors. Mm, and really immersed okay, myself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was so much more in-depth than I'd anticipated. And I got to really immerse myself in the whole experience. And I took a lot out of it. And the breathing techniques was massive. Um, it, it, 
it paralleled a lot of themes in Qigong where through your breath you're mm. able to access deeper parts of our physiology. Okay. So um, one, one theme that occurred in the Wim Hof uh, experience was that we have the ability within ourselves to keep ourselves warm and to adapt to the environment. And what we rely on in, during winter is jackets and you know heaters and, yeah. and using the external so rather we than the internal that ability. Yeah, yeah, we we've lost touch with it. We still have it within ourselves, yeah. um, but a lot of people have lost touch. And by exposing yourself to the cold, by getting cold and teaching your body to adapt, you can unlock it again. And mm. then once you tap into that, then you have all these other areas that you can start to unlock within the body and really maximize the the human potential. Mm. So now I'm interested, knowing that you've, I, and I guess you like all these techniques, but yeah, what yeah. made you choose Qigong over being a Wim Hof instructor, for example? Uh, the reason I chose Qigong, uh, honestly, was because it just felt right, um, just intuitively. Okay. Um, some people make decisions based on, you know, facts and figures, mm -hmm. statistics. Uh, for me, <laughs> part of, yeah, yeah. Uh, but honestly, for me, it, it just felt right. Deep down inside, yeah. it, it felt like this was something I wanted to pursue. And every time I taught and practiced myself, it, I felt good. And okay. it felt good to teach others and to see the change in other people, especially mm -hmm. after... Uh, and more than if you were teaching Wim Hof or doing Wim Hof. Yeah, Hoff yeah, yeah. Like, I, I still believe, um, you know, cold exposure has, yeah. its, um, has its place and it's very powerful and it's not to be excluded. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I feel that my path really incorporates a lot okay. of Qigong. Okay. Because I'm asking you because I'm actually looking at... In Integrating a breathwork technique in my routines. Yeah, and I yeah. was thinking of Wim Hof, which I guess is good too. But I was like, what do you find that Qigong has that you found in Qigong that you don't really find in the Wim Hof method? So what I um, have found in Qigong, so um, in regards to say the wave breathing technique. Yeah, overall, why do you do Qigong and not Wim Hof? Like, uh, I concretely. Do, yeah, yeah. So I do Qigong because I feel that there is a deeper connection I can achieve. Uh, yeah. with this practice I feel that with the intentional breath work and movement I can access deeper parts of my body so okay. um, what I've learned through my own practice of Qigong was that when you breathe uh, unconsciously just throughout yeah. the day it's uh, an unconscious action it just happens naturally mm. and we can also breathe consciously so we can yeah. override this and you know choose the depth of our breath so when we choose that we actually bridge the conscious subconscious gap in the mind mm. and the subconscious mind is something like 30,000 times more powerful than the conscious mind yeah. and so when we have access to the subconscious mind and then we incorporate movement with it which is mm -hmm. what happens in a qigong practice that we can really enhance the movement enhance the connection okay. with the body and i find that developing a stronger connection with the body allows us to deepen our awareness mm. and a lot of things that happen uh in terms of injuries or illness uh, in the body just come from us not being aware, mm. being caught up in, you know, daily life and the hustle and bustle and the grind that all the whispers our bodies give us, you know, like, oh, this, you know, ache and pain, you know, address us, look at us. Mm. Um, they get overlooked and then eventually the body yells and that's when, you know, you've really got something to, to worry about. Uh, but through Qigong, when that awareness mm. gets developed, you, you, you know these before it gets too late. Mm. So it's kind of, yeah, also that coordination, because in Wim Hof you don't really have the movement, so you yeah, the yeah. movement with the, with the breath. 
which is yeah. what you do with yoga too, right? Um, yeah, yeah. To people say it yeah. usually, they forget sometimes about the, the breath part, but yeah. that's meant to be that coordination a bit too. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of practices that combine breathing and moving yeah. together. Um, I find with Qigong, uh, especially in the classes I teach, mm -hmm. I prioritize breath as the primary focus mm -hmm. and movement is secondary. As long as you are in sync with your breathing, okay. you're breathing fully in and fully out, 100% lung capacity, that's when you can truly utilize and gain the benefits from the practice. And then everything else follows from the breath. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what made you so interested in, uh, in the body? Because from you know, powerlifting, gymnastics, yeah, yeah. Uh, remedial massage, it's, it's yeah, yeah. mainly about the, the, the body. Do you think we, we forget a bit too much about our body? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel that, for example, um, you, you go to school and yeah. you learn about the world, you learn about history and mathematics yeah. uh, and you only really very minorly touch on the body, you know, mm -hmm. we, we wake up one day, we're human, we have this body, but how does it work? What is inside it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've met a lot of people that don't even know their organs, where they are mm -hmm. and if you have a Ferrari mm -hmm. and you don't know how to drive your Ferrari, what good is the Ferrari? Yeah. And I see this as the potential of the body. If yeah. we know how the body works, yeah. how to use the body, we can truly maximize, mm. you know, how how the body, how we can use the body. And you also have mind-driven uh, practices. I'm thinking of meditation. For yeah, example. yeah, yeah. So um, there's different forms of meditation. Um, obviously, the practice of qigong is a type of moving yeah. meditation, uh, and I do uh, a seated meditation as well. Okay. And I find that for me personally, in my meditation journey. What held me back initially was being uncomfortable sitting down for long periods of time. Mm. Uh, as soon as I made my environment comfortable and my posture comfortable, I could meditate for long periods. Okay. And I think that a lot of uh, individuals would struggle with this same situation where they would sit cross-legged and the tightness in their hips mm. would just prevent them from holding it for long periods of time. Yeah. Uh, so after I developed that and also working on my flexibility, mm. it made it a lot easier. Have you done Vipassana? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. That's but. a good one to kind of force yourself to yeah, yeah. be able to sit. Super immersion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely um it's on the to do list. Okay. because uh, I know that um everyone I've spoken to who's um uh, gone to a Vipassana have had amazing results. Um yeah. and I find that immersion is really one of the best ways to get the most out of something. Mm. And a hundred hours meditating is what better way. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> uh what's remedial massage? Uh, so remedial massage is more to do with addressing areas of the body that present as an issue. So for mm -hmm. example, a normal massage might just be Swedish to help you feel good and to relax, whereas remedial will address, say for example, if you have an imbalance in the shoulders okay. or a muscle is um, causing restriction in a joint's range of motion. So remedial is more specific for um, fixing or just changing the structure of the body in how it moves. Mm. things like that um, injuries okay. prehabilitation rehabilitation and it's different to deep tissue deep tissue massage which is deep tissue is an element within remedial okay so the theme of remedial is to improve the function of the body so okay. say for example someone comes to me um, and they have their, their shoulder blade sticks out so yeah. I would use remedial massage to uh, address many uh, either a weakness in the muscle or a tightness to help the shoulder blade sit flat mm. uh, how it's meant to uh, and to move effectively. Uh, mm -hmm. Same if you have, you know, tight hips and your pelvis is in a in a um, forward tilt or a backward mm -hmm. tilt. Is it the kind of massage um, like a physio would do? 
Um, there, there would be elements of it that would be you know, similar. when they have like their elbow. Yeah, I, I use my elbow. Yeah, 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 I use everything. Um, elbow, knees. It's sometimes. painful, but it feels good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So depending on uh, how tight you are uh, yeah. and your uh, pain threshold, yeah. uh, it can be quite intense. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, you know, you have that feeling of calmness, like I see when you when you explain when you do the, your practice. Yeah, yeah. Have you always had that, or is it something you gained through, especially your Qigong practice? Um, I think it's something I was born with. Okay. Um, definitely doing Qigong has made me more calm, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I remember growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch any scary movies. Okay. Um, and that was until I was, I think, I think maybe 15 years old, I watched maybe the first scary mm. movie ever. So... I wasn't really exposed to anything that was frightening, so it was very chill. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To uh, feed um, your mind with, uh, yeah. for example, like yesterday I was swimming here in the ocean and I fed my mind with so many shark movies. Yeah. And when yeah. I swim in the ocean, I just think about sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, it's, I think it's I think it's a very um, a, a powerful element that's yeah. that's helped me. Um, but I feel that, yeah, just through my you know journey of understanding more about life and the universe yeah. and this world that um just everything's all good and mm. we create unnecessary tension or stress in the mind and then this reflects in the body and then this reflects in our outer life um and just that reassurance that you know we can influence the world around us with mm. our mindsets with our actions and with conscious behavior conscious thoughts and as long as we, you know, remain in that knowing, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, recently you were with a master of yeah, yeah. So, uh, in Brisbane, right? Yeah, so I recently trained with um, Mantak Chia. I did a, okay. a week-long uh, course learning about the healing power of Chi. Uh, okay. So in my massage practice, it's um, developed to the point where uh, I've begun to use energy or chi uh, in order to help a, um, a client or a person uh, improve their well-being, improve their energy within the body. Okay. And up until I had trained with Mantak Chia, it had just been intuitive. Um, mm -hmm. But I felt it was the point where I needed a little bit more specific guidance and uh, an in-depth uh, explanation of okay. certain characteristics that chi mm -hmm. or energy um, uh, presents and so yeah I spent a week with him and covered a lot of areas and um, yeah it was just uh, an abundance of knowledge you know okay. like he had you know maybe 50 years experience and then his grandmaster and all of this information passed down mm. and yeah it's helped me a lot in my personal practice as well as um, since since attending the seminar to to help others as well mm. so what did you learn uh, so the biggest thing I learned was, so you, there's three main energy centers in, yeah. um, in Qigong or in traditional Chinese medicine, the yeah. lower, the middle, and the upper Dantian, the gut, mm -hmm. the heart, and the mind. Mm -hmm. um, and I already knew these elements, but the reiteration of the lower Dantian, which is where we store our chi or our energy, okay. being the main focus. So that kept, uh, that was a repeating theme throughout the whole course was focus on the lower Dantian, focus okay. on the lower Dantian. Um, and I focus on it, but not as much as it was uh, advised to be focused on. So since uh, practicing um, after going to Brisbane and training, I've been focusing more on the Dantian and that's changed my whole practice. I can, I feel more and it's, okay. yeah, it's uh, a lot more, I feel a lot more expansive in my practice. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And I guess you covered other things. Is there anything in the yeah. nutshell you want to talk about? Uh, so or? we covered um, 
initially we spoke about your bio batteries. So the main energy center obviously is the Dantian and mm -hmm. this can become flat throughout the day, just like normal battery. Um, okay. You know, if we are in toxic environments, if we're eating the wrong foods, if we're thinking the wrong and, thoughts. And just to explain, so these three energy, so, so yep. this is, is it more, so your body's energy? Or yeah, yeah, so your body can tap into this. Um, it's, it's energy that your body taps into that's okay. not necessarily physical energy, okay. um, but it, it translates into physical okay. energy. So this is like... Um, it's and what's it for compared, let's say, to the, uh, the heart or the middle part and the upper part? Um, so the lower downtown is where we store most of our chi. Okay. Um, the the middle and the upper are just other areas that uh, the chi can be accessed through. So okay. we work through um, focusing on each one in the practice, mm -hmm. um, but the main focus was through okay. the lower. So. Okay. We worked on charging the Dantian and learning how to, if you're feeling, you know, deflated or relaxed, not too relaxed, um, uh, fatigued uh, yeah. at any point, that you can focus your energy into the, okay. the just beneath the navel and you can recharge yourself. And then we looked at uh, the organs in the body. So just like in massage, when you get a massage, you release some tension in the muscle, you feel mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. So muscles will hold energy. They'll yeah. hold energy in the form of tension and this can mm -hmm. be... Um, you know, stress, for yeah. example, and the organs do yeah. the same thing. So we I know my shoulders are super stiff, super tight. For example. Yeah, super yeah, tight. yeah, yeah. So um, that's that's a perfect example yeah. of how we can put uh, weight on our shoulders or pressure yeah. on ourselves, which is like carrying the world on your yeah. shoulders, uh, and this can create tension. Yeah. Uh, but the what, organs. What Johannes told me, like with breath, for example, I think I'm breathing too much with my shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's thing. a really good point. Um, so there's two. Uh, there's two main types of breathing where uh, individuals can. Um, breathe so diaphragmatic mm -hmm. breathing which is belly breathing if you look mm -hmm. at babies they do this mm -hmm. uh, and then shoulder breathing so when generally when individuals become stressed they breathe quite shallow and mm -hmm. they use the shoulders and the the neck and the muscles around the shoulders and the upper chest they're not respiratory muscles so when you use them they mm -hmm. fatigue quite quickly yeah. and then they tighten up yeah. and you only get 30 percent of your breath from here mm -hmm. whereas your diaphragm actually pulls the vacuum of your lungs out and in mm. and that creates more expansive breath so mm. belly breathing if you can do that uh, if you can train yourself to do that all the time you will feel amazing nice yes yeah. nice. yeah. um, and so do you make it relate a bit to Western science like have you studied a bit the, the science of breathwork and how it, um, you know Wim Hof tries to do a, a good job for example of yeah, getting yeah. tested in hospitals and yes, yes, try yes. to explain how it works so our Western mind because like, oh, it's not just some woo-woo stuff. There's actually yeah, yeah, science yeah. behind. Have you looked a bit into that? I have looked at it. Uh, I've read a few articles. Um, obviously, training um, with yeah. uh, with Wim and um, reading um, his method and articles that came with the program and things like that mm -hmm. helped me understand the breath better. Okay. Um, but I find that, in my opinion, yeah. um, Western science is limited to the physical. Yeah. And the elements that Qigong explores and the elements that, you know, I feel that the world is shifting and moving towards mm -hmm. cannot be explained by physical science. And if you, mm -hmm. you know, if you look at an atom, it's 99% empty space. Yeah. So that empty space can't necessarily be measured by science. And if mm -hmm. we are going to wait for science to catch up with, you know, these studies, yeah. we're, we're not going to make much progress. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel that moving forward, if we could study or focus on the energetic part, the non-physical, yeah. yeah. the, the, the intuition, the feeling, that's when we'll make leaps and bounds. Mm. That's when people will understand through feeling rather yeah. than, you know, reading a document that, yeah. you know, there are many bias studies you can, you can read, you know, 
pros and cons for the same topic. Um, but unless you experience something yeah. yourself and you feel it, that I feel is a is a much more yeah. accurate indicator. I, f- I feel there's two things that are true. There is like, um, first, the importance of energy yes. that you talked about. Yeah. But that could be, that can be, and is described in very scientific. Uh, objective terms yeah, yeah, too, yeah. right? Because you can measure energy and do scientific yes. work with energy. Yeah. I think that's been really overlooked till now. Yeah, yeah. But you can do that scientifically. And the second part is the importance of the ex- of your subjective experience. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, I know they've um, they've studied um, a few Qigong masters that uh, can generate heat in mm. their hands. Um, and the way, so... Because so, those things you can measure too objectively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I feel those elements would definitely, um, uh, if focused on, would help yeah. uh, a lot of people understand more about the practice mm-hmm. and get a deeper understanding. Um, in my experience, people that experience it themselves, yeah. they, that's the fastest yeah. way to, to yeah. get that understanding. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for many, um, those things are definitely measurable. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, for example, the word chi, another word, uh, chi can be translated to mean breath. Or yeah. life force. Um, so even the air we breathe can um, can be can be measured as a as a type of energy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. For me, I, I like this. I think quite, it's quite important. I know when I make decisions, as probably because I, I have that Western rational mind. Yeah. I yeah. like to learn to have a bit of science behind. Facts so figures. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. super interested to have you know uh, okay why it works and it works like this. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think then when I'm convinced the real deep knowledge comes through the experience. Yeah. So if you take meditation, I was looking, oh, okay, it works like that, that's scientific, there's like CEOs talking about it, okay, I'm going to try. And at first, that's really what convinced me to start. And when I started to really experience it, that's when yeah, I don't yeah. really need any more, you know, all those facts and figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one element that was described in um, the course I did with Mantak Chia, which yeah. um, probably crosses this theme, so... Um, the 99% empty space, um, there is something there. There is uh, what's called violet light. So mm-hmm. uh, the Hadron Collider, um, or the Particle Collider, uh, was smashing electrons into each other to create mm-hmm. uh, either a black hole or to um, you know, produce a, a surplus of energy. Mm-hmm. And it cost about $23 billion to do this. Okay. And then it overheated and it broke. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they did it again, they, another $23 billion. Uh, and they collided these particles, these electrons, and they got this photo. And this image was of this violet light, like a web matrix. Okay. Um, and it cost $46 billion to get this photo. And they'd actually taken photographs of this out in space already. And they correlated that it is the same thing. And basically, mm-hmm. this violet light or this dark matter or this uh, empty space okay. is this matrix that connects everything. Mm. Um and you can shine a light on uh, an object and light will hit it and light will bounce off it. Some light will get absorbed into it, like X-ray yeah. light, for example. And this frequency, this light, this violet light, is what we absorb into the bodies. Uh, we can absorb it into our third eye, our pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this translates to energy. Uh, and we can translate this or transmutate mm. this into energy. So uh, in some of the practice of Qigong, this was learning how to absorb and tap into this light, which is infinitely around us. Yeah. Uh, and readily available, and then mm. using this to create our own energy. Yeah. yeah, and and you know the science going in this way. I mean, I don't want to extrapolate too much. I'm just saying I yep. don't know that much, but quantum physics is going a bit yeah, down that yeah, road. Yeah. Definitely. Um, people like Deepak Chopra mm. talk a, a bit. Uh, they try to make a, a scientific understanding of of, of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. 
but uh, yeah, that's so interesting. Do you want to do a little demo before we wrap yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, exactly. uh, so if anyone's watching, uh, you can uh, do Qigong, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so if anyone's watching, like you can join in. Two minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, maybe describe what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so a very basic sequence is uh, some arm movements um, with intentional breathing. So if mm -hmm. you start with your hands by your side, and then you're going to inhale as you raise your arms out and up. Good. And then you're going to exhale as you slowly allow your hands to float down in front. Good. Now as you do this, you're going to time your breathing so that at the top of the movement, you finish your inhalation. And then at the bottom of the movement, you finish your exhalation. And every breath is using full lung capacity. So breathing all the way in. 100% and then breathing all the way out good just like that and we'll do three more in through the nose and out through the mouth and your focus is on full breaths in and full breaths out good last one as deep as you can in through the nose and out through the mouth good so that movement is called pressing yeah. earth and you're you, if you do it at home you already feel it right it's like yeah, very yeah, calming yeah. very grounding why do you excel through the mouth um so through my own practice um there there are a type of elemental breathing so yeah. uh, i think it's in and out through the nose is air breath in and out through the mouth is water breath in through the mouth out through the mouth is earth in through the mouth out through the nose is fire like different elements okay. in and out through nose and mouth is is spirit or ether breath um but the reason i advocate in through the nose out through mm -hmm. the mouth is the nose when inhaled through mm -hmm. you can uh, access or you can receive more oxygen and okay. nitrogen into the bloodstream through the capillaries of the nose versus mm -hmm. the mouth okay and when we exhale through the it mouth something good if you want to hold your breath longer yes yeah yeah definitely so um nasal, how long can you hold your breath do you do i haven't timed uh okay um but should it be good i feel, I feel we have a good lung capacity yeah, yeah you're pretty yeah. relaxed which has two of the most yeah yeah I, i'd say ho hopefully more than two minutes but uh okay we don't know um and then the reason we breathe out through the mouth so when we exhale um we expel carbon dioxide so we expel mm. uh, waste matter in a, in a sense and i feel that the mouth is more effective at carrying that energy so when we expel oxygen and we expel the carbon that we remove from the body we can use that breath as a as a physical carrier for energy that we mm. want to expel from the body okay. so just like a recycling system yeah that's cool yeah yeah thanks dan thank you what's next for you What's next for me? So I'm traveling overseas soon to expand my uh, my skill set. Yeah. Um, so I'm qualified as a yin yoga teacher, but I haven't okay. done my full 200 hours. So okay. I'm going overseas to uh, to learn um, my full 200 yoga teacher training. Okay. And um, that's like a lot of uh, qualifications you can merge together. That's really yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a few, but I find that um, so you can have a, a really interesting angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A broader foundation. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy the holistic approach to, yeah. to health and to life. Um, I feel that, you know, to, to live a, a balanced life uh, and a healthy life is to encompass all, all the elements that you can, you know, mm -hmm. exercise, mindfulness, nutrition, 
um, and yeah, a good social life and things like that. Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. Cool. Uh, how can people follow you? So you can follow me on any social media, NU number four YU, new for you, whole body health. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And yeah, give me a follow, give me a like, send me a message as well, um, yeah. say hey. And if you have any questions about anything health related, uh, health is one of my biggest passions. Mm. I, I feel that health is absolutely paramount to achieving anything else you want in life. And yeah, um, my name's Dan. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering uh, why I have a bandage on my hand, I also do fire dancing. Uh, and you know, when you play with fire, uh, sometimes you get burnt. So, uh, <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah, that's cool. And for the people who follow uh, like the Unlocked community who's in Bondi, you have an event in Bondi soon, right? Yeah, so um, before I go away, I'll be teaching uh, some Qigong classes in Bondi on Wednesdays. So uh, okay. if you follow my social media, I'll have the exact timetable yes. coming up uh, very shortly. And we have a tradition, we always finish these interviews with a big warm hug. Yes. Thank you, Dan. Thank you so much. Mm. Really appreciate it.